0: went full raw didn't it and if you know anything about wrestling you never go full raw because terrible things happen and never forget on this day in November 2021 a whole wrestling show there's nothing here was situated around a golden egg and we shall talk about it because that is the point of ups and downs and hello yes my name is Simon Miller welcome very much to the show don't forget you can now get your ups and downs t-shirts from shop.whatculture.com head over there and we do have other designs as well But otherwise, deep breath, everyone do it with me, breathe out. Let's up those downs for Monday Night Raw. All right, so I'm going to be honest with you. This egg thing has won me over. I mean, it is just so stupid. And this happens a lot in WWE. They do something absolutely bizarre. And then the Internet does its thing and makes a bunch of jokes. And because I'm walking throughout the day going, (laughs) I can't believe they did that all of a sudden. I start enjoying it. In case you missed it too, it goes like this. The Rock gave Vince McMahon a golden egg because he's a bit weird like that. And then at Survivor Series, this egg got stolen. So Vince McMahon put Sonny Deville and Adam Pearce on the case. And when it came to Raw, they said they have no ideas. So frankly, they suck. This is how Raw began too. McMahon just going nuts at these guys because nobody could find their egg. And he was so despondent. He was like, look, whoever does locate my property can have a WWE title match. Also, what kind of security cameras are WWE using? Because after three minutes of being berated, Sonya Deville went, oh wait, sorry Vinny, forgot to tell you, we do have some security footage of the perpetrator, but we could only see their legs and their chest or their torso. I mean, are you filming things on a potato? This makes no sense. So look, yes, while I did laugh my way through this as already established, come on now people. This is a bunch of guys and girls hunting for an egg. Are you kidding me? Down. Randy Orton then lost Riddle. And I actually said out loud, who the hell is this show for? Because so far, we are absolutely focused on some magical egg. And Daddy Orton had lost his son it's just absolutely insane. To be fair, Riddle then did arrive and he had taken Randy Orton's vice. And now he's just dressing up as the Viper right down to the fact he had this fake goatee. And look, this was really, really silly. But once again, I was chuckling away and Riddle is just the best. It did also make me feel like I'd taken a flub ton of drugs before I decided to sit down to watch all of this. And of course, the reason we did do this is because the next match was Riddle versus Dolph Ziggler. And if you're asking yourself, Well, why was it Riddle versus Dolph Ziggler? I don't know, but it was good. Dolphy Boy blew Superkick Riddle out of the air at one point so that was awesome and of course because Riddle was pretending to be Randy he just kept doing all of his moves including that snap body slam. So this was fine and ridiculous at the same time and as you already know it ended when all of a sudden Riddle was like oh I'm the viper and he was slapping and he smashed Dolph Ziggler with the RKO meaning he got the win and also do not forget this means that Ziggler's just lost to somebody doing somebody else's move. I don't really know what that says about him. Randy Orton then gave Bobby Roode the bro Derek afterwards. Now RK Bros are like, oh man, we're boys. We're the absolute best. And seriously, when Randy turns on Riddle or Riddle turns on Orton, this is actually going to mean something. It's just a shame that WWE decides to do that all the damn time. We then just had the worst egg segment after this. And I have never said that sentence before in my life down but We cut to the back where a bunch of wrestlers were just ripping up this room. I suppose because they all wanted a WWE title match. But it featured people like Rhea Ripley, and I get it. You can kind of justify it by going, "Well, why shouldn't you want a championship shot?" But you wouldn't have done this with, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day, would you? It made me sad in my tum tum. And it was almost like WWE officials had gone through last week's wrong, gone. I know what the problem is. We need more 24/7 nonsense. The answer to that is no. WWE then ignored my words from yesterday on Ups and Downs. To be fair, it would have been weird if they had listened to me. But out came Becky Lynch. And despite being cheered once again... She is still a heel. She briefly touched on her match with Charlotte Flair and said both guys wanted to hurt each other before then turning to past new. And even though she joked she was doing this because the fans have no patience, really, it's because Survivor Series is just a nothing pay-per-view where we build up to these matches and then 24 hours later go, nah, don't worry about it. Becky then started to run down some other women in the locker room and was all like, oh man, who's going to fight me next? And while she did bring Liv Morgan up during this, Liv Morgan... Was nowhere to be seen. And I was like, wait a minute, this breaks the cardinal rule of wrestling. If somebody says your name, out you come and shall appear. So it wasn't ideal, as it did make Liv Morgan look a little bit silly, but we do have more of this later. And yes, again, Becky was all like, man, I hate you fans, you fans suck. And while they booed a little bit, they just wanted to cheer her. WWE. Just open your ears and listen. However, this was fun up. WWE then clearly had no idea about what they were going to do with Bianca Belair. And that made me facepalm so hard, my hand got stuck to my forehead. It was also at this juncture I remembered, hang on a sec, didn't Drop say she was going to come out after the Survivor Series match and do something? Well, she did nothing. And then on top of that... <laughs> It was Bianca Belair versus Tamina. I checked there's no one Mina for the second week in a row. You tell me, down. Bianca did win with a KOD, thank goodness. And afterwards, not only was she jumped by Tamina, not only was she jumped by Dewdrop, but yes, she was jumped by Natalia, who was on Raw, because as we were told on Survivor Series, both brands were gonna be on the show because they were searching for an egg. But why does that mean Natalia is allowed to come out with her old friend and interfere in a match? So it was just random nonsense, which is quite confusing, <laughs> which also just happens to apply to the next segment. So I think we were told, hey, everyone, the next match is going to be Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. But then we never got Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. This is what I do when I watch for now, this little laugh. I'm just sat there going, ha, 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 what a hoot. Instead, Seth started cutting a promo saying that, oh, I'm the best person in the world. I'm the sole survivor and everybody else sucks. And this is when Finn Balor started to make his entrance. But we never got to any kind of official contest because these guys started to fight. And then Seth Rollins just beat Finn Balor up so bad. He laid there like he was dead. And I get it, he was thrown into the steel steps and curb stomped around 32,891 times, but this just felt like taking the Finn Balor character and throwing him under the table. It really doesn't matter, though, because as Seth Rollins was making his way away from this, a fan decided to attack him, and honestly, one, just never do this, it's called assault, and also, two, nobody gives a flub about you. Like, when you go to a show, we're all there to see a wrestlers. Nobody wants to see some kind of dick going, ha, ha, I'm going to go and beat somebody up. It makes you a moron, it makes you a fool, and you should be arrested and hurled in jail. Just stay at home and be an ass there instead. And fair play to Seth Rollins, because when everybody did get this guy off of him, he showed proper restraint, and he didn't give him a boo. And if he had run up to him and just kneed him right in the head, I would have understood. Zooming forward to the main event too when Seth Rollins did come out and yeah we'll talk about it. Do you know what he did during his entrance? He walked out and he started doing that like he was looking for more people that could jump him. So I just want to say Seth Rollins you are absolutely brilliant you are a terrific professional wrestler your character makes me laugh every single week and because you did do that which is just like super professionalism I am not just giving you an up that I am giving you a golden up. That's right, a golden up for Seth's Rollins. We then had more madness with the egg, because of course we did. Sami Zayn went and found Vince McMahon and said, I know who took your egg. And Vince McMahon said, who took my egg? And Sami Zayn said, well, I'm actually not sure who took your egg. That was the actual conversation. Kevin Owens was also looking for it as well, but he was blatantly doing it in a way like, man, I don't wanna walk around looking for some egg. However, if he does find it, he could have a WWE Championship match. At least there was that caveat. And then it was AJ Styles and Omos taking on the Street Profits. And whether it's true or not, I feel like I've seen this match 67,941 times. And I just didn't want to watch it again. It would be like tuning into a sitcom and they do a story about, I don't know, someone playing guitar. And then you tune in to the next week and it's a story about someone playing guitar. It's like, we've done this. We've got to move on. Also, the finish was dumbed down. Because for some reason, even though there was no other shenanigans going on, Angelo Dawkins saw Montez Ford getting beaten up by Omos. So he got a fire extinguisher and he just sprayed him in the face. He then sprayed AJ Styles in the face and they ran away like they'd achieved something. I mean, absolute baloney. Also means we bring down the disqualification board, which rolls up to 65 And that is way, way too many. Amazingly, too, it was then Zelina Vega and Carmella taking on Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, I know these guys have been feuding, but in no way did it feel like this program had peaked to the point we were having a title shot. And if you can believe it, if you can process it through your brain, the winners were Carmella and Zelina Vega. Meaning we got new tag team champs. The whole story here too was about the fact that Nikki Ash was the weak link because Carmella and Vega were like, oh man, we're not worried about her, we're going to beat her up. And as the commentator said, oh, we're a little bit worried about Nikki Ash. This is exactly what happened. Because Vega hit Nikki with the code red after Carmella had super kicked her. This was kind of sold like, oh, it happened behind the referee's back even though it's a tag team match and you're allowed to do it. So it has to get her down because one, this barely went four minutes and yeah, two, it just happened for the sake of happening i mean there was nothing really here at all and i suppose this could result in rhea ripley going back heel where she's like oh nikki ash you were the weak link of our team and how the hell do you ever sum up this title reign i mean they won the things out of nowhere and then there were no teams for them to face because wwe split everybody up and now carmella and zelina vega have won that's all i got Emoji shrug. We then learned that Veer is still on his way to Raw. I mean, has he got lost? We've been having these videos for like two months and that's the story I want now. I want to see Veer on the highway with an old school map going, oh man, I can't find where Raw is. see after a while, how the hell could you even care? It then turned out that Sami Zayn actually wasn't lying and he does know who stole Vince McMahon's egg just to let you know as soon as possible it was austin theory and do you want to know the reason too austin told us well he wanted a selfie with the egg which is such a strange thing to say he should have been put behind bars and he was so worried about the security all of a sudden he found himself back at his hotel and he just so happened to have the egg and even Sami Zayn live on raw went well that doesn't make any sense So this is what WWE thinks about its audience. Surprise, surprise, it then turned out that Sami Zayn wasn't going to get a title match because instead we were going to give it Austin Theory because Vince McMahon thought he was brave and he thought snammy was a snitch and all this ever does is screw over the fans because it ties into the bigger problem that is always happening on raw like oh man have you tuned in for this advertised match well it's not going to happen oh do you believe in this stipulation well that makes you a silly pup because we're not going to do that either also this was a hunt for a giant egg Dana Brooke then won the 24-7 title and it was even harder to care about it this week because of course the whole show had been people running around doing the usual 24-7 thing. It all began when Cedric Alexander had a match for the thing against Reggie and actually that was pretty good and my word is Cedric Alexander underutilized but then Dana Brooke appeared from nowhere she hit a cross body she got a 1-2-3 and then the running geeks that always chasing this title just stopped in their tracks. Because they didn't know what to do, because Dana Brooke is a woman. I mean, what else am I going to do is getting her down. I would very much recommend that you go and watch Dana Brooke's promo afterwards, though. And it's not her fault at all, but she is given the most scripted thing in the world to say. You will not believe it. Dominic and Rey Mysterio were then having a heart-to-heart, and Dominic was all like, Dad, I'm so sorry I didn't help you, and Bobby Lashley was trying to kill you last week. Rey Mysterio is like, don't worry about it, son of mine. We have a handicap match against Bob now. Let's hope it goes a little bit differently. MVP also cut a promo before this saying, man, Rey Mysterio, you're a bad dad because you are going to get Dominic killed. And when that does happen, why don't you give me Angie's number, who is Rey Mysterio's wife, so I can go and bang her? Now, he didn't say that, but that's what he was insinuating. And also, what a stupid request. Give me your wife's number so I can try and hook up with her. You tell me. The Mysterios then hit Bobby year with every single thing in their arsenal, but they may as well have pulled a piece of cheese out of their pocket and chucked it at him. The success this got. And of course, eventually, Bob just wrecked all of them. He gave Rey Mysterio a spear. And then he made Dominic Mysterio tap out to the hurt lock. This wasn't bad per se, but it does kind of feel like we just keep doing this stuff, and doing this stuff, we're doing this stuff, and it ain't really heading everywhere. And I think the payoff is Dominic Mysterio turning on his dad, not sure how that's gonna work out but i'm giving it a doubt biggie then made a curb your enthusiasm reference during his promo and this is why i love this man and this is why this man should be moved to the top because he was talking about his match with austin theories later and said he felt pretty 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 good about it and when he came out for that match later on he was wearing a happy festival shirt this entertained me so much I am giving it up. Liv Morgan also beat up Becky Lynch after this, and I suppose that was pretty good. Basically, she was having an interview, and Becky Lynch interrupted her and said, Oh, you're absolute crap. I don't think much of you at all. And said, You're never going to hold this title. To which Liv Morgan responded, Well, I'm pretty sure I held it last week because she has physically touched the belt. I mean, that is the equivalent of going in front of a millionaire's mansion, taking a picture and go, oh man, I own this. That's not how life works. But at least it's ended with Liv Morgan punching Becky Lynch in the face. But the problem once again here is, do I believe that Liv Morgan is going to beat Becky Lynch for that title? The answer is no. It was just more mess next because out came Damian Priest to do an open challenge for his US championship. And even though he got interrupted by General Aziz and Apollo Crews, when Damo went, all right, well, let's fight for the belt, Apollo said no. I mean, give me strength. Eventually, Sami Zayn did pop up and he did have a match with Damian Priest. And I actually thought this was pretty good. The biggest issue was that, of course, Zayn is a Smackdown superstar, so in no world did you ever think WWE was going to give him the secondary Raw title, because that would cause them internal problems, but he did have a good fight, and I'll be honest with you, I quite like this, oh man, you pissed me off now, I've gone really dark and evil Damian Priest, it just adds something to his character. That was the whole deal here as well, and this time it was triggered when Sami Zayn held the title, and he pushed it into Priest's face. He didn't like that at all, so he got all aggressive, eventually hit the reckoning, one, two, three, and that was that. Isn't it ridiculous, though, that the only way we can get clean finishes on Raw is to marginalise a talent such as Sami Zayn? think about that all day but I'll tell you the answer right now because it is yes. Austin Theory was then telling us he was going to become the youngest ever WWE champion because it was time for our main event and while a small part of my tum tum was ever like man we could have built this up for months and actually turned it into a big program you know what WWE is like we must do everything right here and right now but I thought it was quite good. Kevin Owens had already mentioned Seth Rollins came out for this too, so you just knew they were going to cast distraction, distraction, distraction and use up all their MP. And at one point, the referee just totally missed Rollins mauling Big E, which allowed Austin Theory to get back on top. Rollins and Owens then got into it, however, and for some reason, that distracted Austin Theory. And when he turned back around, who was waiting for him? It was Big E. He slammed him with the big ending he is still yours and mine, WWE Champion. And now look, right, do I wanna see Austin Theory lose given that he just got called up to the main roster? Of course I don't. But when you are fighting the WWE Champion, do we really need to do a distraction finish? For example, would we have done this on SmackDown with Roman Reigns? I don't think we would have done. So it is just yet more proof that WWE is overusing distractions. And if you want more evidence, bring it down. There's my board and it rolls up to 122. So there was no need to do that, and we could have just had a really good contest that Big E did win, and it doesn't really hurt Austin Theory that much, because again, he just lost to the top guy on Raw. That's why i got to give the ending a down. Big E thumped Rollins with a big ending as Kevin Owens ran away to finish Raw, and I actually don't know where we're going with this story. Like, I kind of think that Seth Rollins will become the champion, but if somebody busted in here right now and put a gun to my head, would I make that claim? Absolutely not. Which brought us to the end of an absolute crazy Monday night, which I suppose started a Survivor Series. And while I thought that pay-per-view kind of got through by the skin of the teeth, it did not happen here. And while I did enjoy it, it was ironic. And overall, it's getting it down. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect.